At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host out here in Las Vegas. Your other host today is in Denver, Colorado, James Salinas. James, what's going on? What's going down with you, Pritch? Happy Friday to you, my friend. It's a beautiful day out here. How's things in Las Vegas? Uh, Well, uh, a big game on the ice tonight. Hockey, playoff hockey. We're definitely going to get to that. Um, I I don't know what's going on here, but this is like twice. Now, you got a black shirt and a brown blazer. We... We went all black one day, didn't know. I, I don't talk to you before the show, and here I got a, a brown blazer and a, and a white shirt on. So I don't know if this like the same wavelength or what. What's going on here? I think we've been doing shows for so long <laughs> together now, Pritch. We're just on the same mindset. It's all good. It's And it's it's a Friday. And That's right. Sometimes even, the, even, even though it's June, it's the first week of June, uh, it still can be considered a football Friday. That's right. That's right. Considering the news today, too. Um, the Athletics' Jeff Howe reports Cam Newton injured his right hand during Patriots' Friday OTAs and did not return to practice. Uh, James, uh, talk about a um, uh, curveball here with uh, Cam Newton and certainly Mac Jones. Now, Mac Jones and Jarrett Stidham rotated at the number one uh, position in OTAs at quarterback. Uh, what do you uh, make of this situation? 
I think we have to know exactly to what extent is the hand injury if we're concerned about Cam Newton going through the now that we're into June, getting through the getting through the summer and and being the week one starter. So without trying to speculate on exactly what it was, because there's no contact, they're not even wearing they're not wearing full pads either. These are voluntary workouts. Not really sure exactly what happened to him, and I think that's what they're trying to figure out. I know they they ha- he has to try to when they're doing some of these these voluntary workouts for the quarterbacks, they do some scramble drills. And I think they they throw some soft things at them that they have to try to avoid in those scramble drills. And they're speculating that maybe something hit ha- uh, Cam's hand when he threw the ball on the follow through. But in that case, can't imagine it would be uh, anything significant. But I think until we know clearly the extent of what that injury is, it's really hard to speculate on if this is going to impact the Patriots come week one. OK, because we have odds. Uh, who's going to be uh, who's going to start the season in week one for the Patriots at quarterback? So Cam Newton's minus. 278. Uh, Mac Jones uh, plus 275. Stidham at plus 900. Not taking a, a, a stab at that one, certainly. But Mac Jones plus 275 between now and the start of training camp. I mean, you got you got uh, mandatory minicamps coming up. And so if Mac Jones is impressive in those, I mean, could he get the green light? So let's just determine that. Let's just say that. All right, the, the hand injury is nothing to be concerned with. It's nothing that's gonna. It's nothing that's going to hamper Cam Newton and put him on the shelf. So going into that healthy, and if we're talking about a quarterback competition, if that's exa- in fact what it is, I think it's Cam Newton's job. Uh, he's okay. a veteran player. This is a veteran team. You think, and it's a veteran coach, right? So this <laughs> is not a team that. Yeah, they needed to rebuild some uh, a number of areas on that football team, but they're not really rebuilding with youth. They went out, especially on the. Uh, on the, on the offensive side, and both sides really with some of the free agent moves that they made and some of the players coming back to this team. There's a lot of veterans all over that roster. So I think with the veterans, they clearly like Cam Newton. Now he didn't perform very well at the quarterback position, filling in for Tom Brady and stepping into those big shoes last season. But he is a good teammate, and I think that's what we you hear from from the Patriots when he was there last year is that he is engaged, he is involved, and and he's definitely he's definitely one of the guys when it comes to being in the locker room and on the sideline with players. And for a veteran team, Pritch, uh, give us your perspective here. Veteran team that, yeah, they want to get back in a contention in the AFC East and, and potentially be a contender again in the AFC to go back to the Super Bowl. Uh, quarterback position is the biggest question mark here. But with the veteran team, and you have a veteran quarterback that is liked on within that, within that organization and within mm-hmm. that locker room, are you ready to say, well, let's look at this young kid coming in to lead us to uh, to win at least the division? Uh, depending on that injury, because it's OTAs. Uh, you're not supposed to be doing anything that could lead to an injury. This is all voluntary. Uh, we haven't even got to mandatory minicamp. But uh, to answer your question, I, I think you rally around a young player if he's impressive enough. And that's what I meant about mandatory minicamp. I mean, that's when things get ratcheted up a little bit there uh, in terms of expectations and certainly wanting to see what Mac Jones might be capable of. So uh, from that regard, James, as a veteran player, I'm going to try to help out the young fella. I think this also throws a wrench into things in terms of Julio Jones, you know, depending on the severity uh, of that injury to Cam Newton. So definitely uh, keeping an eye on that with the New England Patriots uh, right now. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the program. It is Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you today. Happy Friday, everybody. James, uh, they did it. The Nuggets, they did it. Uh, They closed out Portland. Uh, Dramatic fashion, really. Some players stepped up, I think, from uh, the tip-off. 126-115 there in this game. Portland was minus 5. 228 was the total on this one. Cashes to the over as well. 
basically every one of these games cashed the over. Not a lot of defense to be played on either side right. of the floor for these teams. But I think in that fourth quarter, Denver made their run. Denver was down double digits in the third quarter, and, and we saw a change. Now, thinking about the first quarter, Michael Porter Jr. carried the Nuggets team offensively for sure, hitting six threes, and just was absolutely lights out in that first quarter. Locked in, shooting from deep, and and their struggles with him and Coach Michael Malone about the defensive end and we saw that play out into the the latter part of the third and through the fourth quarter where Michael Porter Jr. did not see the court and that's when Denver got back into their run. They were down double digits and needed defensive stops more than they needed the shooting prowess from Michael Porter Jr. And I think that's where the, that's where it came. And I think the other part too, Pritch, is we really saw Dame Lillard how much did it, how much did that double overtime sensational performance that he had here in Denver the other night, how much did that take out of him? And we definitely saw that I think in my mind that second half in particular for Lillard just – he just looked gassed and really had to carry – he had to carry that team throughout the entire playoff series against the Nuggets offensively and really just kind of wore down. And I think that was a lot to ask from Lillard when we didn't really see a whole lot from his other teammates, and in particular the bench, Pritch. There was no production from the bench. Outside of 37-year-old Carmelo Anthony was their most <laughs> consistent, uh, consistent scorer coming off the bench and really the only scorer coming off the bench. And I think that really wore – them down and Denver was able to take advantage of it another great game in particular second half for the Joker who had his way inter- inside and outside yeah the time. Joker was um, was a difference really so was Gordon I mean he had a big uh, three uh, late in that game like you mentioned Michael Porter Jr. stepping up uh, early on to kind of lead the way kind of pace the Nuggets in this one. Uh, Damian Lillard on the other side, though, too, James, uh, I, I think he's up against it in terms of what uh, he, what more he can do out there in Portland. I mean, uh, on Instagram, how long should I stay dedicated? How long till opportunity meets preparation here? Uh, he, he doesn't want to throw anybody under the bus. I get it. Uh, there's been some rumors about the, the head coach out there in Portland, too. Uh, but yet, you know, Dame, I, I think not only physically exhausted, uh, James, but obviously showing signs of mental exhaustion when it comes to the Trailblazers right now. Yeah, when you have to carry the entire load, especially through a grind of a series, six games, and how intense, especially that that double overtime game we talked about. No production off the bench. It's not a deep team. And then I think offensively, we we talked about this yesterday prior to going into that game six, is how it really becomes kind of stagnant offensively for the Trailblazers when Dame is doing his thing. And yeah, he he was he's been spectacular all season, all series long for them, and all season long for them really. But you know that it just takes its toll not only through the six games of the playoffs, but thinking about how much weight Lillard had to carry throughout the regular season, too. Pritch with some of the injuries. McCollum was out for a, a long period of time, right. as was Nurkic on the interior. But then we see how Portland plays. When, the, when those players started to come back and get healthy, it was still give Dame the ball and get out of his way and let him go do his thing. Not much post-presence and not much playing inside out. And I think that can really kind of wear and grind on you. So, yeah, I think for Lillard, it's like, how, have we reached our ceiling i've been doing my part for the last x amount of years here in portland to drive us a couple years ago they made it all the way to the western conference finals uh, and they were completely gassed after that seven game series against the nuggets to meet the lakers there but i think i think i think here pritch with lillard yeah, is it is he looking? Is it time for a change of scenery, or is it time for a roster, uh, basically an overhaul? And I think <laughs> it is, it's in particular, coming off the bench because there's not much there that, to help Dame along. Yeah, I saw a kid's name be floated in terms of rumors. I mean, they're rumors right now. Uh, but how about the other game though? 
Phoenix and the Lakers uh, drama in this one. Anthony Davis did go out there, gave it a shot. I think he played about five minutes in that game, but he was not going to be effective. I did not want to touch that game from a betting standpoint. Uh, James Salinas, minus three for the Lakers, 207. Or was it total, like you mentioned earlier, cashes to the over as well? I didn't get involved with this one either. It was going to be an end game, obviously, because we didn't know what the status of, of Davis was going to be and watched him in warm-ups and did not look good in warm-ups, so it was no surprise. He tried to get it out get out there and, and give it a go, but with the, with the groin injury clearly bothering him, he had the knee injury too. It didn't last very long. Yeah, five or six minutes to your point there, Pritch, and I don't think the – I think it's more so the Lakers and thinking about the, this is not the same roster. It's not the same ball club that we saw last year as well as the injuries sustained throughout the season, the second half of the season in particular, to Davis as well as LeBron James. Never really got back together. They were never healthy when they got back out on the floor. Never really got together and built any kind of symmetry with their new teammates in the second half of the season. Clearly showed yesterday, but really credit goes to the Suns. Thinking about how Devin Booker came out, mm-hmm. that kid's playing with a ton of confidence right now. It was all it was all the Booker show, especially the first half. He was all about that action, and he was really he, he was determined he was going to I mean, he shot the ball incredibly well, but it wasn't all just settling for threes. He was taking it to the rim. He's got the full package. He can go and finish at the rim with his size, 6'4", 6'5", can shoot over some smaller guards, has a good pull-up game, that mid-range game, has a good touch when he's off that free-throw line extended wing to be able to use the backboard, too. And then his his shooting prowess from, from deep was clearly on display last night. He was locked and loaded. He was all about it. And credit to him getting out there and playing with the confidence that he did is such a young player. Yeah, closeout situation, 47 points, 8 for 10 uh, from three-point line. Uh, You know, not settling at all, just uh, launching them, James. Uh, And then on top of that, 11 rebounds too, but he was a force out there. Uh, Superstar status, I think, uh, when it comes to Booker. Your thoughts on the Suns as as they emerge this way uh, without uh, Chris Paul? I mean, he was on the bench resting that shoulder, and uh, you saw a young player kind of step up right there and lead the way. And he did. It looked like he got banged. He got into a uh, kind of in the paint against LeBron again mm-hmm. and kind of re-aggravated. Uh, it's, he's clearly injured. So any kind of any whatever that injury is, they're not really contusion, whatever you want to call it here. It's injured, and he's just having to fight and play through it. And yesterday he was going to be out there as the leader of that team, but it was going to be the facilitator. He did not shoot the ball well, four out of twelve from the floor, zero for three from three point line. But he did have twelve assists and only one turnover. And I think that's the key, and that's that's what we'll see with Chris Paul. Those are probably going to be the the type of performances that we'll continue to see out of Chris Paul being that facilitator his shoulders not right so being able to to have a shooting touch consistently like he had prior to that that's not going to be there either but getting guys in the right position and then you get a guy like you get a guy like Booker that's on fire you find ways run sets and find ways to feed him the ball in position to shoot the basketball but considering 12 assists and just one turnover he's in complete command right now even with that shoulder injury for the Suns on the offensive side absolutely LeBron James uh, skipped shaking hands after that one. Um, a repeat performance from LeBron, if you will, walking off the court in Phoenix. It was early. Uh, this one was after the game at home. Your, your thoughts on LeBron James, the Lakers, uh, certainly, uh, I mean, the Suns, I mean, the young teams, young teams in the NBA are progressing. Uh, the Lakers, uh, a team that a lot of people are popular to back or to bet on, might be changing. Uh, you know, LeBron James is not the same LeBron James for sure. Never have been uh, a seven seed uh, in this situation. I don't think he knew how to handle that one, James, to be honest with you. 
And if he's walking off there, not shaking hands, the sportsmanship, you know, I, I mean, it's professional sports. I don't know. Uh, to me, I don't think it's – I'm not going to make a big deal out of it because it's, we're not talking youth sports here and everybody line up and, and show sportsmanship and, and learn, how, learn how to lose with grace. And obviously he didn't put that on display. But well, it's not the first time we've seen other athletes walk off the floor and disgust. And, and you're a competitor. And I'm not making excuses for him. I wouldn't condone it. It's not something that, that I would preach. But – uh, thinking about where LeBron goes from here now, another year, another year older, and keeps himself in great shape. Obviously, the ankle sprain that he had midway through the season, that was just a fluke ankle. Somebody rolled on top of it, and those thing, those kind of things happen. But he, I think for him, how driven is he going to continue to be? I think he's always going to have – it feels like he's always got the stigma about this comparison between he and Michael Jordan. And it doesn't – you know, those are the kind of things you got to let go. But he's been hanging on to that ever, I think, ever since he started to be able to, to compete for championships. And there's a lot of miles right. on those feet and those legs, too, right? Not only all the, the, the deep runs he's made in the playoffs, all the finals appearances, going to the, 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 to the Olympics, there's so much time spent. And then thinking about how, they, how quick of a turnaround being the champions last year in the bubble, finishing the season in October, and really a, a, a two-month turnaround to get back out there and start a 72-game season, such a grind. Yeah, he's going ha- to need a mental break for sure, and <laughs> maybe he took his mental break right there, wasn't interested in giving out any hugs or high fives. Yeah, so be it. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to harp on that, but I just I, I think there was signs there for reasons why I didn't back the Lakers. I, I just never thought LeBron was that confident. Uh, I never thought that he was going to turn into King James and therefore opportunities to bet with the Lakers or bet on the Lakers. But I just didn't choose those opportunities because it just never felt like LeBron was going to be fully engaged. And then when AD got hurt, uh, okay, forget about it. Um, Not going to touch the Lakers. So uh, as we look forward to this next game, though, um, the Clippers and Dallas, I mean, the same kind of signs when the Clippers were a team that chose to tank to get this situation, uh, but yet they can't win at home. Uh, and so here we go in Dallas. Dallas has a chance to close this series out. Uh, they are a dog at home, plus two and a half right now out here in Vegas. Teams, 216 and a half is the total. We talked about that somewhat similar situation as well. When thinking about the Clippers, now a lot of expectations like there was for the Lakers and the defending champions. And then the same thing here for the Clippers, who, who've had their own share of injuries, not nearly as long as what AD and LeBron went through, but never really seemed like they got themselves squarely together on the court. A lot of moving pieces all season long because of the, the extent of the season, condensed amount of games and the injuries. Here, I just feel like this the match matchup but really when watching this series and just not understanding what the Clippers not only from the mindset Pritch because we talked about that didn't like the mindset coming in mm-hmm. if you're a true if you're a true championship contender you want to play anybody anywhere anytime you're not trying to avoid other teams or set up for a team that you think you have uh, a better matchup with clearly Dallas was motivated Luca's been motivated now Luca <laughs> still he's going through his own injury but uh, he worked through it played through it and then that last game was I don't know if the Clippers just thought that because they won two games on the road that now this this young Mavericks team was going to lay down and if they, if that's what they suspected Luka definitely had another point to prove in that game five yeah absolutely I, I wonder what the Clippers are going to try to do tonight though uh, one of the better three-point shooting teams in a regular season that you know they're still trying that obviously but should they attack the rim uh, against uh, Dallas whereas Dallas their lights out uh, in terms of three-point shooting so far 
offensively for the Clippers, the two wins that they've had have been the two highest scoring games where they've had points in the paint. And I think that's mm. really what the game plan should be for for uh, both George as well as Kawhi Leonard to get the ball to the basket, get easier shots, and, and score the ball inside because really Dallas, their interior defense is, is really soft. And so they can attack that. The question for me is, do the Clippers have the energy to do that? They've expended a lot of energy, too, and we saw that in Game 5. One of the things we, we talk about and we look for, at least I look for here with teams, is where are their shots coming from? Yeah, the Clippers can shoot the ball well from the outside, but are they are they working it through the offense, or is that something that they're just kind of settling for? And a lot of times when you start to settle for for more shots further and further away from the basket, regardless of whether they're three or not, getting away from the paint, a lot of times that's fatigue, and fatigue, because you got to work at it, Pritch. You got to work to get the ball inside. You got to work the drive to the cup. And and both those players, in particular with George and Kawhi, have the ability for sure to get the ball inside. It's a matter for me. Do they have the energy to do that consistently for four quarters? I don't trust that right now. I don't trust where they're at physically. And then you talked about Luca and, and how he's been scoring on them. Their ball screen defense has been really lackadaisical and pretty mm-hmm. lazy on how they're guarding Luca. I mean, to me, they should be. They don't. Have Hedge over. They they're trying to come over the top. Trying to come over the top. They don't hedge over it, and they switch it a lot. And then Luca just takes advantage of whoever they switched. Uh, I suspect that you would have to have the Clippers try to get the ball out of his hands and double team him every time they run any kind of ball screen for Luca. You would think that would be the case there for the Clippers, certainly. Um, but I wonder if they're going to pay attention more offensively. Uh, you know, to just try to combat what Luca. Look, we're we're going to reserve the fact that we cannot stop this guy. He's got a thirty-one and a half point uh, player prop on him right now, James. I mean. I mean, if he's healthy, uh, Luca pretty much is unstoppable, unstoppable out there. Uh, Clippers two and five ATS in their last seven games overall right now too. So, uh, where are you going with this game, if anywhere, in terms of betting it, uh, and certainly looking at the dog situation for the Mavericks closeout game uh, minus uh, plus two and a half at home here. It's, so it's sitting at three right now in favor of the Clippers. I'm leaning towards Dallas okay. taking the points at home, but I think I'm probably going to be looking more in-game because I really want to see how are the Lakers going to Utah, or the, the Clippers, excuse me, how is Los Angeles going to attack those ball screens with Luka? Because if they continue doing exactly what they've been doing all series long, then I don't like their chances in this one. That's really what I want to see. And so that's the beauty of in-game is we, we can speculate and you try to handicap coaches and adjustments throughout a series in the NBA, and here's what we think these coaches should do, certain players, certain matchups. That's what I suspect, and they should do, is they've got to try to get the ball out of Luka's hands and do that through double teams out of those ball screens, but do I trust them to do it? Because they haven't done it through five games. Why would they all of a sudden do it now in six games? So it's one thing to speculate and think what they do or what they should do. It's another thing that they actually apply it. I need to wait to see it, so I'll probably bet it in-game. Okay, in-game. I like that angle. Dallas, uh, minus 160 to close out the series. Uh, Right now, you can grab the Clippers uh, plus 130 if you think they can force a game seven uh, and win that series as well. I don't want anything to do with the Clippers. The mindset, they, yeah. where they're at right now, they look kind of gassed. They definitely look gassed in that in game five there. And they're going to have to put a lot of energy out on the court on both ends of the floor to win this game on the road. Then what are they going to have left for game seven if if it gets to that point? And now I'm going to I'm going to bet them at a small plus price. I don't like the I don't like where the Clippers are at, not only physically but mentally. Either. Can we get a home team to win a game here in this series too? Looking for that uh, if you want the Mavericks to close them out. Uh, coming up next, James. We're We're going to go to the NFL. There's optimism and then there's optimism. What level of optimism do you need uh, to bet on a long shot to make the playoffs? We're going to go over those. That's coming up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app, stop by any MGM casino on the strip. Be sure to have that state-issued ID, open an account, start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, 1-800-522-4700.
Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you today. Um, James, long shots. We talked about optimism, right? Everybody, I think, at this point has some level of optimism, unless you're in Houston uh, with the Texans. Uh, but we have some long shots that we can uh, bet on right now to make the playoffs. Um, do you think any of these uh, could be a good bet? Let's go over these. Uh, the Jets plus 500. Uh, the Lions plus 500. The Texans, I mentioned them, plus 450. Bengals plus 450. Raiders sitting there at plus 300 as well. These numbers need to be longer. This, to be a five to one is not a long shot, but but I think let's just call it here. If if we're looking at this, we know there's one more go, going to be one more wild card team in the playoffs, so there'll be a total of seven in each conference now. I still look at divisions, and to me, it's always if I'm looking at which teams are going to make the playoffs, I'm going to look at which teams actually have. Do they have a realistic shot to make make and win that division? So I got to look at the the strength of that division, and uh, let's just take the Jets off the board right there. We'll scratch them out. You talked about the Texans. I don't want to deal with anything with the Texans either with all that dysfunction. They're probably going to be the worst team in the league this year. The Bengals, if we're talking about the Bengals, when does Joe Burrow actually come back at the quarterback position and come back fully healthy? I know they're talking about him coming back in week one. I think that's I think that's negligently optimistic, ultimately. He had a major knee surgery. That was in December, and you're going to turn around in roughly nine months be ready to compete at a, at a at an NFL level back there the way that you did. I, I I'm I'm concerned for that. I right. don't think that's the right move. There's no reason to rush that, especially with a bad offensive line. So if I'm gonna look at that, maybe it's the Lions. Maybe it's the Lions plus 500. Considering if Aaron Rodgers is not in that division, we'll see how that plays out. But if he's not in that division, uh, with Green Bay and the transition that they're doing in Chicago with that quarterback and at the quarterback position and what we saw out of Minnesota last year, if there's no Aaron Rodgers in the NFC North, to me that's a coin. That's a that division is completely up for grabs. And so. Uh, uh, Dan Campbell and his crew can go bite some kneecaps, and maybe that's the one to do plus $5. Yeah, you know, I was looking at the Panthers, too, from that regard, in that regard in terms of making the postseason. Uh, the plus three, uh, 260, not the Eagles, not the Giants. Um, but then the Raiders kind of stand out, and here, here's why. Plus 300 right now. So last year, uh, they beat the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead 40-32. to 32. Uh, They lost to Kansas City out here in Vegas 35-31. to 31. They almost swept the Kansas City Chiefs last year. Almost. <laughs> right. Almost. I, I, and it was because they were outscoring them, though, yeah. right? I think that's where I'd look. I mean, I'd look at their defense. And New defensive coordinator. What if the Raiders. Okay, well, yeah. does he get to go out and play corner and cover guys? Because that's the killer right there. They, just, I just can't. There's no. I don't know where the pass rush. You tell me, where's the pass rush going to come from for this Raiders team to help out that poor secondary, in particular at the cornerback position? Unique Ngakwe was a big uh, target uh, free agent acquisition. Paid him a lot of money to come off the edge. And then certainly uh, Max Crosby had double-digit sacks his rookie year. Uh, Cleve Farrell was a, a guy that they drafted top four uh, and a draft a few years ago. I mean, they, they have the talent, and now they believe in this defensive coordinator, Gus Bradley. Do you believe in that coach, John Gruden, is the one to get this team back on track? I mean, it feels like sometimes right. we see Gruden and does it, it, it's like we're looking at 1980s football here and we're in 2020 now, 2021. It's it's 21st century football. It just feels like Gruden's still kind of stuck in the past as far as how they kind of script and run some of their plays offensively. 
That's true. Uh, you know, is he in the stone age? Is he going to catch up to uh, the Times' current uh, level of football? Everybody's been calling him out too, James. Uh, you know, how, has they, how, they, how they say it, don't poke the bear kind of thing. Gruden's he's an excellent play caller. Uh, if he's got the um, offensive weapons, I, I think he can be highly effective. They picked up uh, Kenyon Drake to go along with Josh Jacobs. They have two young receivers they're excited about, Henry Ruggs III uh, and Brian Edwards as well. I, I was just curious uh, your thoughts on that. I mean, plus 300, I, I don't want to take – that's not a long shot like you mentioned. It's not worth it. Uh, but just curious to see if they could possibly – uh, challenge the Chiefs again this year for that division. I just think the division's so strong. The yeah. Raiders might be playing for fourth place there. Denver's defense has gotten better. Uh, the Chargers have their quarterback of the future. A lot of moving parts there with the Raiders for me to, to think that they can overcome the Chiefs and or even just get one of those wild card spots in the AFC. Right. Not worth tying up the bankroll. That's for sure. Come up next on the program. We get to dive in and preview the second round of the playoffs in the NBA. That's coming up next. Stakes is Saturday evening, and the VSIN horse racing experts are analyzing the horses, track conditions, and prior race results to find a betting edge. Our team is here to get you ready to make your best bet on the final race of the Triple Crown. Visit vsin.com slash horses to find our full race coverage special offers from our partners, including a $20 credit at the VSIN store. And picks from horse racing specialists, including uh, Dave Tooley, Ron Flatter, Jeff Siegel, Millie Ball, Jeremy Plunk. That's vcin.com slash horses. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, James Lean is with you today. James, uh, early preview, not so early. Uh, second round is rap- rapidly upon us, really, to be honest with you. Um, let's start with the Nets and the Bucks because uh, everybody's anticipating uh, this matchup. Um, who knows what happens after this uh, series for sure. But uh, looking at this series right now, Brooklyn's minus 200. Um, you know, you would think uh, the Nets could be stronger. Maybe, maybe not. The Milwaukee plus 165 uh, from a series uh, standpoint. Where are you right now as you think and preview this series between the Nets and the Bucks? It's playoff basketball, and playoff basketball looks totally different uh, on both sides of the floor as opposed to the exhibition season that we call the NBA regular season, Pritch, is really what it felt like this year. Uh, So for any of these series, I'm not laying any any favorites at all. I think with the volatility that we've seen with injuries to so many key players, and I think here with, especially with the Nets, we know that all three of of the big three, especially with Harden and Durant, they've been injured already this year, and have missed significant time, so always susceptible to being injured. Now, I think they they look fully healthy right now, so they're not limping into the playoffs like we, we've seen some of these other teams limp into the playoffs with their star players. The Lakers come to mind, and, and a few others. Now we see Embiid with his knee injury. So thinking about this series, 
you, this this is going to be a fascinating series, I think, from the Bucks' perspective, with Drew Holiday coming on board now and facilitating the offense and really being that on-ball defender. Probably going to get a lot of matchups with Kyrie Irving, uh, but Kyrie's not the one that facilitates. It's James right. Harden that really is the point forward for this team that facilitates the ball. This is really going to be an intriguing matchup. I think it's going to be a, a long series. It's going to be a deep series. So I kind of look for this is what I've been doing with both NBA and the NHL with some of these series prices is I'm not laying any favorites whatsoever if I like a favorite. Now, I'd like Brooklyn to win the series. That said, I'm not going to lay $2 on them to win it and, and be able to, to outscore, in a sense, Milwaukee. And I think that's what that that's the biggest difference here. Do I want to bank on we've we've seen Giannis in the playoffs before. Now they played the the Miami Heat. All the everybody played really well and just swept the Miami Heat out of the playoffs. But in this case here, they're going to have to go up against the Nets team that can score from every level on the court with mm-hmm. three different players that at any point in the fourth quarter sets break down. You just need somebody to to run a ball screen or somebody to break somebody down on off the dribble and score the basketball they the, the nets have three that can do it at any point on that floor in that fourth quarter that you can depend on are you going to trust is it chris middleton that's the guy that we want to bet on the, to say that he's going to be the guy to be able to carry them Giannis with his shooting or lack of ability to shoot from the outside i think this series goes deep i was looking more so at some plus prices here pritch the nets to win in six and that's to win in seven. It's plus four dollars and six, plus three fifty and seven. I think that's where it goes. I think we've seen the Nets are not going to bring it each and every night. It, even Boston was able to, with their banged up lineup, be able to steal a game with a, a tremendous performance from Jason Tatum. I think this series goes a minimum of six games. So, I, but I like the Nets to win it. I'm going to look for a plus price. Like I said, Nets. In six games plus 400, Nets in seven games plus 350. Yeah, James, I agree with you. I like those plus prices right there, too. I mean, simple math. Uh, we've heard JVT talk about this. Uh, can Milwaukee have enough output uh, uh, shooting the three ball? Uh, because certainly that's on the side of the Nets uh, in this series. Let's move on to the Suns and the Nuggets. Uh, everybody's excited out there in Denver. Talk to a few people, uh, James. Uh, you got the Suns minus 225 for the series. The Nuggets as the underdog plus 180. Same kind of approach here. I was, I was mm-hmm. kind of surprised that that number was as large as it, was, as it is for the Suns because of the health status of Chris Paul. Now, we've seen he's going to be out there. He's going to gut it out. So he's not going to have to eat unless it gets worse. And that it, if he is actually injured, is that, is that something that can not only re-aggravate and cause him pain, he's dealing with pain as it is, but is that something that could, if, if he does get banged around, uh, is that something that could keep him off the floor and miss a game? Again, the volatility of these injuries to star players and a player like Chris Paul, who is not the star player of that team, but he is clearly the veteran leader of that team and facilitating the offense. Everything's running through Chris Paul when it comes to their half-court sets, getting guys involved in particular with Booker here. And thinking about the Nuggets, and what a really impressed with what we've seen, knowing how beat up the Nuggets were coming into the playoffs, not having their clutch shooter from the bubble last year with Jamal Murray, and seeing guys like Austin Rivers that was hanging out hanging out in a rec center somewhere over the, the last couple months, mm-hmm. picked him up, playing tough for them, Pazzo playing tough for them, uh, but really ultimately utility and and uh, role players in the backcourt for them to be as gritty as they have been, and, and for the way that Jokic plays, I think the matchup is how does how does how do the Suns defend Jokic over the course of six or seven games? Now I don't have prices like we talked about with the last series with the Nets. I'm not really sure right now where I want to go with this series, but I like the plus price with the Nuggets at this point. But I'll probably be looking to play some of those more when we get bigger plus prices once. 
those numbers are released. Okay, we do have uh, plus prices for the 76ers and the Hawks. Uh, James, the series price right now, the favorite uh, Philly, minus 190, Atlanta, plus 155. I can't play this series. It's, okay. We talked about all these injuries, Pritch. It's Embiid, <laughs> Embiid is the biggest question mark. <laughs> right. And he's injured, right? His knee hurts. He's going through pain, but it's you got a tear in your meniscus. That could he could exacerbate that. He could his knee could lock up with that when he's out there. But he's a big plus he's a big fella. The way he, that he's got to get up and down the floor mm-hmm. and a lot of weight, a lot of pressure on his knee. Just because he's a big strong guy, that makes it even harder on the knees because his knees are like anybody else's knees, really fragile in that mindset. Because the fact that he's got I think this is going to be an issue I think something is going to happen to him when he whenever he gets back out on the court something's going to happen he's going to miss a game or two or potentially longer in the playoffs his knee is too volatile for me right now I think for me to get involved with this this series it's going to be game to game and more than likely it's going to be in-game wagering because of the health of MB's knee yeah I'll throw it out there um, plus money plus 400 uh, for the Sixers uh, uh, and six and seven plus 350 the Hawks on the other side, James, if Embiid uh, is going to miss some games, I mean, you look deep into the series, uh, game six uh, in six plus 500 in seven games for the Hawks plus 550. That would probably be the way that I'd be looking. Is it's the Hawks? I do. I think I don't think Embiid's going to be able to play every game in this series. So if if I'm looking at a plus price here and the Hawks, I don't want to have a Hawks team, young team, go right. on the road to have to play a closeout game in Game Seven. Can right. they win it at home in Game Five or Game Six? That would be where it is. Plus five dollars for the Hawks to win in six. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to study that a little bit more. I'm curious about uh, what happens in this series for sure with the Embiid injury. He's playing with an injury uh, in that series. Up next on the program, Adam Burke. Um, host of ATS Radio, also lead writer at ATS.io. We're going to go over NHL, NBA playoffs as well. All that and more coming up next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe 
Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Turn a $1 wager on the Avalanche or Golden Knights into $100 with BetMGM if either team scores a goal. Just use a bonus code VSIN100 when you sign up with the King of Sportsbooks. And get ready for showtime. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details and make sure to use promo code VSIN100. It's a new customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Located in Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Excludes Michigan. Again, disassociated persons, please gamble responsibly. If you feel you have a problem, it's 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. and Tennessee, call or text the red line 800-889-9789. In Indiana, it's 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. We are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you today and happy to bring on to the program host of ATS Radio, lead writer at ATS.io, Adam Burke. Adam, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. It's Friday, big game um, on the ice, playoff game here in Vegas. But let's start with uh, Montreal and Winnipeg. Uh, I tell you what, uh, the Canadians... Uh, surprising some folks uh, with their ride so far. Uh, this game, Adam, five and a half is the total. Winnipeg minus 110 there at home. What do you think? Yeah, you know, what a difference a couple of days makes. You know, I mean, there were people that were betting Winnipeg like it was free money in game one. And Montreal, you know, really dictating play for the majority of that game. They get the five to three win. Of course, then we saw the Shifley incident at the end of the game. And, you know, we'll see what kind of carryover there is now that he's got the four game suspension. But, 
know, there are a couple of things about that. The first is Shifley is a really important player for the Jets. So that's a guy that they are definitely going to miss here, not only in game two, but as this series goes along as well. The big equalizer for the Jets, and it's always the big equalizer for them, is Connor Hellebuck. You know, how well does he play tonight? Is he able to steal the game if necessary? Carey Price playing at a very high level. I think I'd probably be looking under the total in tonight's game. You know, we got these two teams kind of felt each other out a little bit in game one, and we probably get a little bit of a lower scoring game here in game two. And also the Jets a lot less explosive without Shifley in the lineup. Adam, so Pritch mentioned the big game there in Las Vegas, and it's going to be the Avalanche now with a 2-0 lead going to play in the Golden Knights arena here. And I think I think from the, thinking about the last game, or the first two games, I think it was a tough spot for Vegas. Uh, quick turnaround from that big Game 7 win uh, to close out the series against the Wild, against the uh, Avs team sitting ready and waiting. And then thinking about the other night, game two, overtime game, maybe a questionable penalty call as soon as basically the, within the first minute of overtime. I'm wondering now with Vegas coming home and definitely in a must-win situation in my mind, uh, where are you seeing this? I'm seeing the number. It's kind of climbing, at least out here in Colorado it is. It's sitting at $1.15, even $1.20 in favor of the Avalanche here with a total that's being juiced to the under, sitting at 5.5. How are you seeing this game play out tonight? Yeah, James, I think this is a very, very difficult handicap. I mean, you've got Vegas coming back home. We know, and it's been proven through some studies, and there have been some very good books written about this, that there is a home officiating bias. And if that's the case here tonight for Vegas, it's going to go a long way because this Colorado power play is remarkably potent. You basically expect them to score every time they get the man advantage. To me, in this game tonight, getting Colorado this cheap it's hard for me to pass on the avalanche. I think there's a very good chance that Vegas wins the game, but Colorado with the way that they've played with how good they are when they're actually healthy and they're finally healthy now in the playoffs here. I think it's very hard to pass on them. If you could find that minus 110 or somewhere in that range. But as you said, you know, maybe a little bit of geographic bias kind of pumping this number up a little bit where you are. So shop around as always for the best price. But until I see something from Colorado that says I shouldn't trust them, if I'm getting them at this cheap of a number, I really have to strongly consider it and probably will take it here. Yeah, it's minus 110 out here too, Adam, uh, in Vegas. Um, uh, it, the bias aspect of it, it's hard to ignore because you have the abs and the Knights matched up in round two. And for hockey fans, uh, you would rather see this series differently, but yet you don't want to see this go 0-3. And so uh, I, I don't know how I can ignore uh, that type of bias in this situation. Uh, and you're right about that uh, penalty situation uh, in terms of the power play. Uh, the, uh, the abs are so potent with it, almost 50%, sitting there at 43.5%, uh, 10 of 23 right now, Adam, uh, in power play situations. Yeah, and you know, I think one of the biggest things here about this series and really about the playoff run we've seen so far from Vegas is their star players are not getting it done. Their star players are not putting the puck in the net. They've had a lot of shots on goal over their nine playoff games here. Not a ton of quality chances, and they haven't finished off a lot of their chances. Colorado did have the much easier first-round series taking on St. Louis, but their star players have been there. Their star players are the ones scoring the goals. Part of that with all that power play success because they're getting the ice time. But that's a big thing for Vegas tonight. You know, they need a guy like Mark Stone to have a goal or two. You know, they need Pacioretty to have a big game. They need somebody to really step up and kind of be that offensive leader. And it's one of the reasons why they went seven games with Minnesota. And one of the reasons why they're down 2-0 here in this series is that their top players have not been at their best. 
whereas Colorado's have in pretty much every game. Adam, I want to switch sports now, and I'm so glad we got you on the air today considering the news about what's going on in Major League Baseball and this uh, potential crackdown that's going to be coming on to pitchers because it's been uh, for, for pitchers trying to find a better grip on the ball that, that they are using foreign substances. I think there's a lot of talk on the sides that this thing was going on, but because I, I guess it's going so rampant across Major League Baseball right now, now umpires are going to be given some autonomy to start utilizing and they're empowered to start making judgments on what's going on with this with pitchers. And I'm looking at it from a betting standpoint to what's kind of like, well, what does that mean for us as betters if we were, and I think for you as well as me, Adam, we, we rely a lot on starting pitching to, to break into our handicap. Now, with this coming out here, we don't know who's involved, how what kind of impact it's had on pitchers going forward. I'm not really sure where I want to go betting baseball at the moment because I think this is going to be something that's really going to impact the game. How is this going to affect your handicap for baseball going forward yeah this is remarkably frustrating to me because it's been happening and hitters really haven't said too much about it because they don't want to put their own guys on blast knowing that some of their teammates are also using these foreign substances and it's not even necessarily just a matter of grip it also increases spin rate and what happens with spin rate is that pitches move more they move later and they have a tighter movement to them with more rotation on the way to the plate so this has been a big reason why offense has been down. Nobody's wanted to talk about it because, like I said, teammates are doing it, so hitters aren't saying much. But this has a significant impact on my handicapping personally because I do look a lot at spin rates. I look at them for injury indicators. I look at them for pitchers that have increases because we've seen a lot of them get a lot better, like a Garrett Cole, like a Trevor Bauer, like virtually everybody for the Astros, for the Reds. Guys for the Giants have increased their spin rates, the Braves as well. So all of these teams, and I'm not saying that all of them have done so illegally, but all of these teams have had these spin rate increases and their pitching staffs have really improved as a result. So from a betting standpoint, this is brutal because I don't know who's still going to take a chance, who's going to run the risk of getting suspended, getting branded a cheater, all of that. I don't know who's going to stop using them. You know, Garrett Cole had not allowed more than two runs in a start at any point this season, gave up five yesterday. His spin rates were down on his fastball. He was much less effective. And guys are used to throwing pitches in certain places, expecting certain movement. Well, with the lower spin rates now, the ball's not going to move the same. We may see more mistakes in the middle of the plate. We may see more walks. We may see pitchers really struggle over the next few weeks as they kind of adjust to it. And I think betters and handicappers will have the same struggles as they try to adjust. So this is a significant development for me. It's remarkably frustrating that baseball does this in the middle of a season and does this when we never know how the baseball is going to play to begin with. It is the only sport I feel like that fundamentally changes during the season and really makes it that much more difficult to handicap. So to be honest with you, I had a very hard time handicapping the card this morning just because I'm frustrated, I'm flustered, and I don't know exactly how it's going to play out. The one thing I will say is I think offense will go up, scoring will go up. So I really don't want to touch it under anytime soon, I don't think. You know, Adam, well said by you. Uh, with that uh, statement, too, uh, high-profile games uh, this weekend, Boston and New York, the Yankees out there in New York, uh, nines a total. Uh, the Yankees uh, laying uh, twelve here in this one, minus 112. I mean, you said you can't cap it, but yet these high-profile games definitely are going to be attractive to a lot of betters right now. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this one's a high-profile game. The Dodgers and the Braves, uh, the Cubs, with the way that they've been playing lately, going up against the Giants. You know, all some high-profile games here this weekend, and it's it's very difficult to handicap right now. The one thing I'll say about this game here tonight with Boston and New York is that there's been a lot of money bet on the Yankees here lately, and they really aren't living up to it. You know, offensively, they still haven't come around yet. I know Boston had a tough series there against Houston, but I kind of expected that. I think Nate Uvalde tonight at a slight underdog price would be the way that I would look in that one, uh, just because I think that he's a little bit more trustworthy and just Boston as a whole a little bit more trustworthy than the Yankees right now. Yeah, you know, when you look at it, too, I, I thought a memo went out uh, to these teams. Uh, didn't they send a memo in addition to the deadening of the baseball? They sent a memo, don't mess with the baseballs. And that was before the season started. Right. And that was the big question was, you know, how much are they going to enforce this? How deep are they going to go? And nobody really knew the answer to that. And now it seems like they have taken it to the next level. And if, if a guy like Garrett Cole winds up with a big drop in his spin rate, I think that could happen to a lot of guys here as we go forward as well. Excellent, excellent information. Adam Burke, host of ATS Radio, lead writer at ATS.io. Follow him on Twitter, please, at Skating Tripods. Adam, thanks again for your time. Absolutely, guys. Have a good weekend. You too. Do the same. Um, that'll do it for hour number one, ending on a bang right there with a bang. Uh, High-profile games up and down the schedule in Major League Baseball, James. And, uh, yeah, this um, it brings attention to baseball, but not in the right way. I'm all I'm right there with Adam when it comes to you don't we don't know who is impacted by this we don't know who's been using it we don't know who will continue using it and to what advantage it's been yeah. for them prior to this news coming out right. it is going to be really challenging it's going to we're really going to have to do our homework when it comes to betting, betting Major League baseball absolutely do your homework uh, more betting across America hour number two coming up next. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.